Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Terry Liebenson, author of the new novel, Remarkably, Ruby. Terry is the Rubin Award-winning cartoonist of the recently retired syndicated comic strip, The Pajama Diaries. She is also the New York Times bestselling author of the Emmy and Friends series. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. If someone listening hasn't yet heard about your illustrated novel, Remarkably Ruby, how would you describe the novel? And I should ask, do you refer to this yourself as a graphic novel or a novel with illustrations? Uh, well, it's kind of both. It's <laughs> I, I, I refer to it um, as a hybrid book um, because it's part illustrated novel and part graphic novel. It's told in two different um, artistic styles. I guess you can call it um, because it features two different characters and their points of view of um, kind of the same situation. So Ruby and Mia are the two main characters. Um, Ruby's chapters are told in that illustrated novel format, kind of like a diary of a wimpy kid where you have a lot of text um, that has uh, small little doodly illustrations mixed in. And then Mia's chapters are pure graphic novel or comics, however you'd like to call it. Um, so the story is about these two girls, uh, Ruby and Mia. They are ex-pals. And um, the story revolves around how one has moved on from their friendship and the other has not. Um, it also features um, a brand new poetry club as, as well as a class election. Um, Ruby who is very socially awkward, um, always kind of says the wrong thing, but she she really knows how to express herself in writing. She loves to write. She especially loves poetry. Um, so she joins the brand new poetry club at Lakefront Middle School. And Ruby, um, or Mia, I'm sorry, she is, she's kind of an opposite character in nature. She's a lot more outgoing. She's a perfectionist. She's a doer. She likes to um, really be in the front and center and, and kind of take control of things. And she's running for class president. So it's got a lot of interesting dynamics going on. And I absolutely, absolutely loved writing this book. That's great. Um, and do you have a sense, um, uh, when you're, when you're working on this kind of the, the, um, the age group of your readers or what, what you're thinking? Is it, is it, um, uh, preteens, teens, or, do you have a sense when you're when you're doing the actual work? Sure. So the characters are uh, uh, mostly in seventh grade, age mm -hmm. 13, 12, 13, that that age range. But my readers tend to skew a little bit younger. Um, usually the sweet spot, I always say, is between fourth and sixth grade. That's that's kind of um, that tends to be my readership. Um, the books are intended for ages eight to 12, but I always say um, it kind of depends on the reader. Sometimes sometimes it skews a little younger if um, if you have a, a, a really avid reader or um, maybe a reader who really loves comics. And it's the same for older kids as well. Some older kids might get into it because they just love comics or just love this type of storytelling. That's great. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus for this specific novel, Remarkably Ruby? Yes, it's kind of funny, actually. Um, in my last book, Truly Tyler, the, the fifth one in the series. Oh, and by the way, you can read any of these books as standalones or you can read them in order. It doesn't really matter, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. 
So in my fifth book, Tyler, um, in the in the very end of the story, um, I show a little illustration of Ruby who just won uh, a poetry contest um, as part of this big student showcase at the middle school, and it's just a, it's just a tiny little thing, but it it gave me the um, the spark of of an idea for the for the next book because uh, I I had it in my mind that I would make this uh, background character. She's also known as Baked Bean Girl. That's <laughs> that's the nickname that <laughs> nickname I gave her. Um, she, uh, I've been wanting to kind of throw her into the into the forefront for a while. So when I turned her into a main character for this book. Um, I thought of that that whole student showcase um, contest, and I thought, oh, maybe I should just ride with that and and have <laughs> Ruby really into poetry. So that's how that happened. Well, as you mentioned earlier, the the uh, these novels are kind of a um, combination between kind of a illustrated text similar to Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and then also. Um, you have the chapters, as you mentioned, from Mia's perspective that are uh, more graphic novels. I'm curious, what's the creation process for working on one of these novels? Do you write the text and then illustrate? Do the illustrations come first? Is it just a organic process? What does that look like? Sure. Um, so I, yeah, I divide them into, into blocks. Um, I do everything pretty much separately. I learned that early on because, um, there was one point where I was writing and I was, I was doing all, all the illustrations at once. And then of course, you know, the, the, um, the story had to be rewritten and I had to scrap all the art. So <laughs> now what I do is, um, I, I write the entire manuscript first, um, and I don't add any art. What I do is I just indicate where, where the artwork's going to go and what it's going to be in, uh, a different colored, um, font. So usually it's typed out in red and, and that way my, my editor knows that's, that's the artwork and, and I get pretty detailed. So I usually, you know, uh, say what what the um, artwork's going to look like in the book, and then when everything gets approved, um, I don't go on to the final art. I do um, kind of this in between stage where I sketch everything out in pencil um, for for the illustrations, and I just plug them right into the tight manuscript. And that way, you can read the story along with the art because you know oftentimes the art bridges the writing, mm -hmm. and uh, you could see how it flows well together. And then, you know, usually by then any changes are, are kind of minor. So that's good. And then and then I could move on to the final art. And that's all done separately. I, um, I, I work digitally for that. So I work right on a digital drawing tablet and, um, and all the art's done electronically. And that takes a while. That takes a good probably four to five months to wow. do all the final art. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And what what kind of tablet do you use to do your art? Sure. Uh, it's called a Wacom Cintiq. And this, this thing is huge. <laughs> it takes <laughs> up half my desk. Um, and it's great. It works really well. And, and I've been, I've been using it for a long time. I used to write a comic strip and, and, um, I work digitally, um, on that as well. I, I think I was just meant to work this way. <laughs> what was that? Was that initially, can you remember, was that kind of a, an adjustment for you from, from actual pen and ink or, or pencil? It really wasn't. It was pretty seamless, strangely wow. enough. Yeah, they the way they make these tablets, um, you're you're drawing right onto it um, mm-hmm. using a stylus, which acts kind of like a pen, and it, it really it's so tactile. It feels like it feels like a pen or pencil dragging along a piece of paper. Um, so it's it's pretty sophisticated and pretty intuitive as well. So I took to it right away and and just never looked back. Well, that's great. Well, as you mentioned, you you and as I mentioned earlier, you had a syndicated comic strip, The Pajama Diaries. How did you go from a love of drawing and doodling to actually creating and getting a syndicated comic strip? Well, it was a long process. <laughs> <laughs> Everything happened in steps. Um, so after, I was an illustration major in college. And uh, by the time I graduated, I knew I wanted to be a cartoonist and I knew it was going to be pretty difficult to pursue. Um, but I, I kind of kept at it. Uh, what I did, though, first was I got a, a, a regular steady paying job. <laughs> I worked for um, American Greetings for a long time. Um, and I uh, I worked as a humorous card writer and and sometimes illustrator and and that was that was a great stepping stone to becoming a cartoonist because I really learned how to um, hone my writing and editing skills and develop more of an an art style as I went along. Um, and while I was at American Greetings, I started submitting comic strip samples to newspaper syndicates, um, and I did this on and off for like ten years um, and. At first, I I, uh, I was I was granted a, a weekly syndication contract um, for an old comic strip of mine, and I did that for two years, and then I quit that because I really wanted to get a daily strip, <laughs> and uh, and by then I had two two little kids, and I was you know juggling everything, doing everything a, a crazed parent does, and and I thought, hey, this this. Uh, feels like good material. So <laughs> I created a comic strip about a work at home mom with two, two kids and, and a husband. And uh, it's all about her juggling everything from family to work to everything in between. And, uh, and that became the pajama diaries and that was syndicated daily. And I loved it. I did that for 
14 years. Um, I was, I was trying to make it to the 15 year mark, but, uh, the kids books, once I started writing those, they, they started to get in the way (laughs) and (laughs) in a great way, of course, and, and something had to give. So unfortunately I had to end the strip, but it was, it was okay. I've, I've never looked back. Gotcha. Well, I'm curious, do you have advice for writers or illustrators who are interested in writing or drawing their own stories or graphic novels? Sure, sure. I get asked that question a lot. In fact, um, I threw up a lot of advice on my website. It's uh, terryliebenson.com. Um, I should probably spell that out. <laughs> it's uh, T-E-R-R-I-L-I-B-E-N-S-O-N.com. Um, but I have I have a lot of writing tips. I have a graphic novel guide if anyone wants to create their own graphic novel, kind of a fun activity for that. I have a lot of stuff on there um, if young readers are and and young artists are interested. But I will say that um, there are a few there are definitely a few tips um, that I would give. One would be to um, write what you love. Um, try not to write for anybody in particular, but yourself, because it's going to keep it a lot more interesting and a lot more authentic. Um, I'd also say, um, you know, read a lot because that'll also help you figure out, you know, the, the kind of writing you might like to do as well and, and who you admire always, you know, you could be influenced by, by a writer you really admire. Um, and my my big tip, <laughs> my big trick of the trade is to is if you ever get stuck to see if you could take a step back from your work for a while. Um, I always say if you if you can leave your work alone for a couple hours or better yet, a couple days or even weeks um, and then and then get back to it, you you often see everything with with new clear eyes and, and you can see what's working and what's not. So that always helps me. That's great. Well, are you working on another novel now? I am. I actually wrote the seventh book in the series. Um, I I can't tell you. I can't really give you too many hints, but <laughs> sure. I I will I will tell you. It's this time. It is about both a girl and a boy. Um, and uh, I really, really, really enjoyed writing this one. Uh, much like Ruby, these two just kind of flowed out of me. Um, and I, I've started the uh, the rough pencil sketches for this for the seventh book. So I'm, I've got an early start. So I'm really excited about it. That's great. Well, you mentioned your website earlier. Are there other places online where people can find out more about you and your novels? Um, so you can you can find me on the HarperCollins website. Um, honestly, just probably Googling <laughs> my name. <laughs> You'll come up with a few things, maybe, maybe some good, maybe some, some not so good. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to Google myself too often, sure. uh, <laughs> but certainly on the HarperCollins website, I, I think they've got an author page um, and not just me, but um, of course, all their other wonderful authors as well. Sure. Well, again, we've been speaking with Terry Liebenson, author of the new novel, Remarkably Ruby. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Terry, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.